0: The following is brought to you by Total Seal Piston Rings, the leader in ring seal technology. TotalSeal.com Hello and welcome to Hidden Horsepower Live from PRI 2021. I'm Joe Costello, along with co-host of the show. He's the director of technical sales for Total Seal Piston Rings, Mr. Keith Jones. Keith,
1: how are you? I am doing great, Joe. Just so excited to be here. Here we are, we're back at PRI. The hall's packed. I mean, what more could you want? This is this is the hub of our industry. This is the place to see and be seen and look at all. All the cool new stuff coming out for 2021.
0: Yes, exactly. And our first guest, our first victim, Keith Simmons. Keith, you you should have seen how Lake made this happen. Why don't you tell that story? Poor
2: man is having a meal at a bar and... Yeah, I was having, uh, well, actually a drink and a meal. Uh, (laughs) And uh, Lake comes up and said, you probably got some stories that would be good uh, to be captured for prosperity. And I said, "Ah, I'll see you at 10 in the morning. So here we are. Bright and early. Hidden
0: horsepower and uh, Keith, Keith and Keith, right? Yeah. Keith yeah, and Keith yeah. show um, stories. Wow, like it's it's hard to walk through these halls and not
1: stop and, and you are sharing stories. And, and last night we shared some. Absolutely, we had you know nice dinner with some you know uh-huh. the, the people from Shaver Motorsports and Gary Stinnett and Mark Malberg, Nick Flender. We had a nice group of people, and you know you get together and the stories start flowing. And one of the things that I've said, and and we've all said this. A thousand times, and, you know, we got to get this stuff written down. We got to get this stuff recorded because there are stories that you just never hear about, and they're the they're the they're the, what makes this industry great. You know, these things that have happened, whether it's you know innovations in engines or pranks that somebody pulled on somebody at the racetrack. Yes, uh, that history is you know it's it, we got to record it. We got to capture it, and that's that's a fun part of what we do here is is get some of these stories out. And so, uh, what I like about the Hidden Horsepower podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. You should download it and write
0: a review. But you always give us a little lead-in about our guests. You're like a story that you have about our guests. And so uh, we just spoke with Keith, and he's like, "Yeah, later in life
1: racing, whatever." What about before that? Give us that. Give
0: us the uh, the data
1: download. Well, this is a guy. I mean, I, Keith and I have r- ridden on the road. You know, we'll say a couple of times in the past. You know, spent a week together each time it was absolutely fantastic. And and I you mean, know, the people that do or don't know Keith. I mean, this guy. This guy's a NASCAR legend. I mean, this guy. Is, you know, been in the shops down in the dirt back when they were trying to come up with the innovations, the ideas. You know, before computer modeling, all this it's like, let's build this, let's try this, let's make this happen. And you know, this helped bring NASCAR where it is to this day. And uh, you know, what, what about
2: that? Like that well, whole evolution? Well, yeah, my, my career is probably broken down into four parts. I was a dirt racer and we were the first NASCAR weekly racing series national champions Then yeah. that kind of got me to knowing some people in NASCAR and Got the Ford V6 contract, started doing that for the Bush Series. Led to a career in the cup arena as a head engine builder. And that was the time when there was maybe each team had one engineer. Now everybody that works there is one, you know. And, And we relied on the factories for engineering. And there was no computer modeling. Uh, you just had to try something, wheel it in the dino room, see if it was a plus or minus. And, and you kind of learned on the fly. And the rule book was not so thick then. And, and uh, uh, there were definite things that you could work in the gray or circumvent the rule book all together to gain a pretty distinct advantage. That is incredible. The golden age. Yeah, it was. Would it you really say that? was. Timing's everything in life, and I was really fortunate to be in the right place at the right time. Um, well, most near everything I did. When After I got done with the Cup career, I started running racetracks. I caught that right on the end of its best time. No, it was good. I, I, I can't complain. I I was in the right place at the right time. So what's the fourth part? Early on dirt then then the cup series then running racetrack and the fourth part, we're still <laughs> aggravating people in vintage racing. We, uh, uh, we, I, I've uh, got a really good driver from the Midwest, Ray Gus Jr. He's a National Dirt Plate Mile Hall of Fame guy. He retired from driving. Uh, he's driving my car now. And uh, we still race to win just like I always did. It, I know it's, you're supposed to do that for fun, but I can't do it any other way. Yeah, And, and there's a fifth part.
1: You didn't bring up. Uh, oh, sales rep. Well, sales rep. Okay. Yeah. Sixth part, vintage race car restorer extraordinaire. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You've yeah. got an old cup car. You want a you know, <laughs> tilt cab Ford rollback
2: you know from the '60s. Yeah. This is your guy. Yeah, he'll yeah. make this thing happen. Yeah, we've done se- several interesting old projects. Uh, uh, restored an old cab over Ford for a guy from uh, Florida that had Fred Lorenzen's old Fairlane. Oh wow! And matched it up with the right Holman Moody script on it and everything. It was that was a fun project. And right now we're just finishing Dick Triple's car. There's a lot of replicas out there, but this one is the car that he won the '67 features with in 1972, and it's uh, a couple of days' work and it'd be done. Uh, Wayne Lansing in uh, Rockford, Illinois, who's left-hander chassis, and also he has a museum, and it's going in that museum. Uh, it's really the holy grail of all short track cars. And before uh, Dick took his life, he signed a letter of authenticity that that was the car. And we've been really diligent to get it back exactly like it was in 1972.
1: Amazing. I'll tell you folks, I've seen the car and the attention to detail, the the out spent by this man to find the right intake manifold, the right brake drums, I mean, hunting yeah. down all the old pictures yeah. to make sure, okay, is that, you know, no, it's that part.
2: and yeah. The exact part? Well, no. Okay, I mean, you had that to get the exact impossible. type of yeah. part sure. because it's impossible yeah. to, to get the exact thing. The, the car got sold to a guy in yeah. Missouri, and then he updated it through time, put disc brakes and some different things. On it that weren't period correct for when it, what we were going after was when he won 67 features in 1972. So it's back to what that was.
0: Got it. Got it. So let's uh, let's focus in a little bit on that uh, NASCAR Cup era. First of all, you mentioned the V6 contract, right? Like how many NASCAR fans out there right now have no idea that there were ever V6s? in any oh, yeah, kind of cup and, car. and or that, Cup car, but Grand
2: National. That's car. true. And in the Bush series everybody thought at that particular time that the V6 was going to be the cup engine and the V8 was going to die in production cars. At that time that's really what everybody believed even Detroit believed that and they Buick was the forefather of it. They really got on the ground floor and they the Buick V6 was on the pole at Indy it was good in drag race certain classes. It was uh um, yeah race and the Bush Grand National Series and they fully expected that to move right into the Cup Series so then Ford and Chevrolet uh, were behind actually starting in that and had to catch up to the Buick. Wow. Yeah, I remember driving racing and, and, and no one something. would ever think of a Buick being in racing today but they were heavy then. Yeah. They yeah. were to do. Yeah. Now they build SUVs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And say a sidebar of that you know uh, you know our owner, our friend Matt Hartford, when he first started in the import drag race series, driving Nelson Hoyos' focus, the engine power plant for that was the Oddfire Ford V six yep. that was used in Bush. A gentleman yep. by the name of Larry Farron at Ford, you know, generously helped them out, said Hey, we've got all these parts that no one's using anymore. Yep. Maybe you can make a drag race engine out of this thing and yeah.
2: they went out and set every record there was with that thing. Yeah. As quick as it started, it almost died even quicker, because when it was no longer you could see that that the big three were going to continue to build V8s and production cars, it just kind of dropped off the edge of the
0: earth. What, what I learned from that, though, is the uh, that the you know the sky is falling. Not that switching to all V6s would have been the sky falling, because we would have made the best of it, we would have continued to race. Well, uh, we all love V8s, let's face oh, yeah. it. And that was in the 80s and here we are, it's 2021 and do we have the best V8s that we've ever
2: had by far or what? Oh yeah, by Absolutely. far but that far. same technology would have transferred into six cylinders and actually power per cylinder when we quit with those, we were making more power per cylinder than the v 8 yeah. so, well, Really? And wh- yep. why is why is that? Had better heads and uh, we, uh, we all ended up eventually on the even fire plan and and that was a way better torque spike. Uh, i say that odd just, was a struggle. <laughs> right. And, um, uh um, no, it. We were way ahead, on the head, and everything was simpler. You only had six ports to do. And back then, most of it was still hands. So you, you know, you start adding all that up. Uh, and they were simpler. There was no doubt about it. You didn't have yeah, as many. Yeah, better software. foundation. Yeah, you, know, right. you weren't working with. You know, I
1: hate to say it. You know, 1955. Then evolved right. somewhat. You know, now we've got clean sheet of paper engines that are out there. You know, but at that time, you were still working
2: with. Right. A small shed and, uh, and a Ford, Ford six cylinder block that was that was totally designed to do that. We we're still reshuffling the old Windsor and Cleveland block in the Cup series. So now yeah. let's talk
0: a little bit about some of the uh, as as that went away, some of the Cup teams you worked with for our fans out there. You know, not everybody's an engine builder, but they'll recognize some of the names. So give us some of the people
2: that you built engines. Well, for. we started at uh, Bill Davis Racing, okay, and. Right. and uh, at first, it was a part-time situation. We ran Mark Martin in the Bush Series with the Carolina Ford dealer sponsorship. And then we uh, got the kid, Jeff Gordon. Uh, kinda, as soon as he said Bill Davis, I was like, yeah, kinda, where that was going. <laughs> kind of took a chance. You know, he, he was doing great in sprint cars, but he had never really done a whole lot in uh, uh, stock cars. Uh, he'd run a couple races the prior year to us getting him in, let me see, that would have been 91. And uh, so Ford arranged for us to go to a test with uh, uh, Jeff, and we took Mark Martin too to see where he laid out. And we went to Rockingham, which probably on a long run test wasn't the best place to go because the tires deteriorated so fast. but. We, Mark went out and put new tires on. Mark went out, ran a few laps. He said, "Boy, well, the car's pretty good." So put new tires on again, sent Jeff out. It, 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 to be honest with you, he'd never really had much experience with a stick shift. And he was by, when he got her in high gear and got her going, he outrun Mark the very first lap. his Mark, he goes, put some tires on that damn thing. He said, I want to try that again. And, and they went back and forth. And But it's a big difference between going over, able to go fast for a couple laps sure. on new tires than it is to make that a string of 50 laps as the tires deteriorate and that. And, and Jeff needed some time to learn that, but we knew right off the bat we had something there, and so did Ford, and, and uh, uh, we got a lot of assistance bringing him along, and, and uh, so that was, he was just a kid. I mean, we, we, I dropped him off to play video games. Nobody knew who the hell he was then, you know, and uh, I would drop him off to play video games and me and the guys would go have a couple beers and pick him back up at the mall and go back to the room at night after the race. So.
0: <laughs> How great is that? First it sounds like a scene right out of Days of Thunder. Like, yeah. maybe they, like, that is an exact scene out of Days of Thunder and Jeff
2: to go on and, and do such great things. Oh, yeah. yeah it was evident right from the start. Uh, that he had what it took his uh, stepfather John Bickford he taught him to be a race driver but he also got him there with all the other things being able to talk to the media how to conduct himself uh he was the first young guy to come along that was the whole package he really was well changed nascar in
0: so many ways like elevated it yep. and uh, would we all be doing exactly what we're doing as big
2: as we're doing it if uh, jeff gordon hadn't had such great success i don't know what about after that after well after that uh, it was uh, crushing to this, to be honest with you, when he left and went to Hendricks, we really thought we had a long term deal set up there and, and it didn't work out. I'm not going to get into all the politics of that, but uh, and, and, and in all honesty, he chose the correct path because you cannot argue with the things that happened to him with Hendricks and that. So we got Bobby Labani there at Bill Davis's and and uh, we ran for the Rookie of the Year uh, in, let's see, that would have been 93, and of course Jeff won it, but we, we were a startup cup team, you know, he moved into something that was in existence at that time. Uh, so we started up, but actually the second half of the year we outran them, but they got too far out on us at the beginning, and and then the next year we switched to Pontiacs and uh, still Bill Davis's and uh, uh, Bobby Labonte was still there and then uh, the next year um, Felix Sabatis approached me and really the GM program at that time was way better than Ford's in the Cup deal. There was more parts, more engineering assistance. Uh, Ford had a better engine, but there was a lot more assistance available through GM's. So I felt I was doing the right thing, staying with them. And I uh, pretty much stayed with uh, Felix all the way through to the end. And we had oh, an array of drivers through there, Kyle Petty, you <laughs> Um, Sterling Marlin, Joe Nemec, Wally Downback, T- Ted Musgrave, uh, Kenny Irwin. Unfortunately, he lost his life in one of our cars at New Hampshire. It was a uh, sad day for sure, sad time. Um,
0: right, and part of part of the formula that changed the safety. Oh yeah, situation. Yeah. Unfortunately, part of it. As right. you know, Earnhardt, Kenny Irwin, Dale yeah. Petty. They, there,
2: was a, there was a Tony Roper, they, there was a whole thing that happened that so many lives have been saved. Oh, after that, exactly. Unfortunately, racing, and that's kind of just the way it is, we're more reactive than proactive, and something happens, and then we try to fix it, you know, but you, never, you really never know what's going to happen, and we were starting to, to, you know, see better speeds at every place. And engines were improving we had the sp2 and all that by that time and the tires were better we were learning more about the cars and, and they were hitting the that's just the way it is just, uh, keith jump in
1: with a question yeah, but the takeaway right there is is and you said kind i of wanted to follow up on that is it is a tragedy but you know at least it wasn't a wasted event they learned something exactly from it, you know exactly. And it's just like you know you watch the old you know, the airplane shows where they recreate it and, but they learned this from that accident and that's the, you know that is the takeaway. Hans' devices, soft walls. You know we've got you know we don't we don't see that happening today. Not like we did back in the day because we lost a lot of drivers. I mean I remember you know being at Phoenix International when Ari Lehde backed it in and you know having worked with them and talked with him. I mean the guys, the, the G load was in the hundreds yes. and yet still walked away from that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Amazing stuff. Now, he's had a, like I say he just what an incredible you know career and you know the stories and the things that you've experienced and uh, again that golden. Of creation and you know creativeness and innovation that is we'll just say kind of you know kind of stifled these days. Uh, I'm not you know the word spec and engine should never go together. No, exactly. That, exactly. That, that, that's an oxymoron. And, and unfortunately, it, you know the creativity that you guys had at that time and the things, the innovation. That's what I think drives motorsports in general. Is if a team you know they come up with the advantage, they figure something out, make the other guys figure it out. Don't penalize them. It. Right,
2: right. This is what this is what keeps pushing this industry. And, and I don't know. I think part of that's our society today. You know, you get a participation trophy. You know, it, it, hey, we showed it, up. You got, yeah, you got to win to get to get it to be rewarded, and, and uh, that's the way it was then. And, and the, the big thing about the cup arena, it was so hard to keep a secret for very long because the guy who left your place went somewhere else and took it with him, so it it was hard. Interesting.
0: Keith, at the end of each episode of Hidden Horsepower, I always ask for advice because I believe um, that there are young people out there who they're following in in your footsteps, right? And they want to get ahead as best as they can. What would you say to someone out there who is uh, maybe considering a career in machining or engine building or just this automotive
2: thing in general, racing, what would be the best advice you could give that person? Well, if we could pick. And the crowd here and see how many older fellows are rolling around here this is an industry that in the next couple of years is going to need so much influx of people, knowledgeable people, skilled people because we're all getting great and our time is coming to an end and we need to hand the ball off to some qualified people and if you don't have a career Let's take a look at this because there is going to be some tremendous opportunity here in the next few years.
1: Exciting, exciting. I couldn't agree with you more, Keith. Yeah. It's, it's like I say, the old guard is retiring away. I mean, this is something yeah. the entire world is dealing with. There's people saying, hey, you know, after COVID, you know, I had some time off. I really enjoyed it. You know, what? I think I'm going to continue to have some time off. Yeah. We've got to bring those young people in. It's an exciting industry. It's so much fun. It's energizing. Uh, you know, take a look at this and the not bad either. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you get to, what is it? Someone said it last night. You get
0: to work where you play. Yep,
2: exactly. Or play
0: where you work. I've never got up one
2: day in my life and went and did something that I didn't love to do. And I, if you, I might not die a millionaire, but I'm going to die content. And you have a, a smile on your face. Exactly. There you go. How about that from Total Sales Booth here at
0: PRI First Up? Keith, thank you so much for sharing your time with yep. us. I appreciate no it. No problem. Great job. I enjoyed it. Good job, good job. Keith, we'll be back with more. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, share the show, write a review, and be sure to click subscribe because Hidden Horsepower is just getting started. Thanks, guys.